You're now listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC. So if occasional foul language turns you off, then you have all been warned. This is the call before the storm. Fucking Arabs playing with their <laughs> devil voodoo. Get ready for the social hour. Live from Deese World Studios in Spokane, Washington. This is the social hour. On today's show, Deese is solo this episode as he talks about his recent adventures, the Britney Griner fiasco, Kanye West, and more. And now your host. Merchant of Death is the same thing he calls middle-aged white women at comedy shows. Dees Casillas! Malam Keen, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is The Social Hour. I am Dees. What is up, guys? I am back. I know. It's been a couple weeks. I'm sorry, but we're here now. Things have been in a little bit of disarray. We're going to talk about everything that's uh, been going on. I'm here in studio solo. Uh, it's been a wild couple weeks, guys. If you follow me on social media, I've been all over the place uh, doing comedy. I was in California uh, for a week doing shows. I was at the Comic-Con in L.A. That was fun. Uh, just been all over the place. And also, for those of you who are unaware, I am moving across the country. So currently live in Washington State, and I am packing up. And uh, hitting the old dusty trail, heading to the Lone Star State. Pew, pew. That's right. Nebraska. Wait, that's not the Lone Star State. That's not where I'm going. I'm going to Texas, everyone. I'm moving to Texas. Uh, Bought a house in San Antonio and uh, packing up shop and getting the fuck out of Washington State. People keep asking me why. They say, why Texas? You know, you know, what do you think? You like the politics there? I said, I don't like the politics anywhere. I don't like them in Washington State. There's not a state where I'm going to find all the politics that I like. Uh, Texas has some probably weird laws. They got some stuff about abortion I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, But also, I don't plan on having any fucking kids. I know I won't have any kids, actually, because I uh, actually physically can't have kids. So, you know, what the fuck do I care? Um... I'm one more person that'll vote against that dumb law and maybe get it repealed. How about that? That's a good way to look at it. Change. Be the change you want to see. That's what I say. I want more abortions and less kids. That's what I want around. Uh, But I'm kind of done with Washington State, man. Spokane was, uh, that's where I live now. I've never, this was not a planned move when I moved here. It was kind of uh, impromptu stop. Uh, And I've been here for 10 years and it's time to go time to hit that old dusty trail and move along uh i this literally spokane was a weekend i was supposed to be here for a weekend i was passing through from montana to portland i was headed to portland to uh stay with a buddy of mine who i grew up with in la and i had i this was in like fucking 09 2010 something like that it's been over 10 years i left la and i was went up to montana to visit some family and friends and I was driving to Portland from Montana. You go straight across that 90 freeway for anyone knows this area, uh, that interstate. Going over to Portland. 
And I stopped in Spokane for a weekend because I wanted to... Uh, I'd been to Spokane before when I was younger. I'd played in Hoop Fest in Spokane. It's the biggest three-on-three basketball tournament in the entire world. And uh, then I got stuck here like so many people do. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but it just kind of happened. And then it became home. And then I became complacent. And then I had an alcohol problem. And then I was court-mandated to stay here. No, I'm kidding. I... I uh, can leave of my own uh, uh, volition anytime I want. So I'm going to. We're out. I'm going to Texas, guys. Uh, I just want to be. I decided I want to be somewhere uh, warm. I want to be around more Latino culture again, more culture in general. Honestly, Spokane's pretty. If you've never been here, pretty, pretty, pretty fucking honky. Whole lot of white people, which is fine. No offense, white people. But there's a lot of you, and I just need a little. I just need to mix it up a little bit. That's what I grew up with, and I want that again. I also never want to see snow against my will again. And man, there is a shit ton of snow here right now, and I can't wait to never see snow again against my will. Uh, snow is like my parents. I never want to see them against. If it's not my choice, <laughs> you know. If they, if my parents just showed up in mid-November and just kept hanging around till about March, I would uh, want to kill myself. So I'm not going to kill myself. I'm just going to move and uh, bought a house. I'll be in San Antonio. I'm looking forward to it, guys. So things over the next few weeks might be chaotic. We may or may not get shows every week. Um, Some of you care. Some of you are happy to have less of me, and I get that. But that's, that's the move. That's what's happening. So uh, good news is we've still got Social Hour Comedy is uh, booking shows across the country still. Man, we have been picking up a lot of new venues. We've got, uh, I think, about 10 venues in Washington State now, a couple in Idaho, a few in Montana. We've got a couple in Arizona, a few in California. We just picked up a few in uh, around Phoenix area, one in San Diego, uh, and uh, just more and more coming every day. So lots of shows. Keep an eye out. Uh, I will still be on tour doing my stuff. A um, little bit of, more updates for me. I'm just going to give you the rundown on what's been going on with, you know, the move and everything. I filmed my special a couple uh, weeks ago. That was great. We haven't even begun editing it yet, but we will. And uh, I hope to have that released. The, the goal is uh, for valentine's day so we'll see uh we hope to get that out valentine's day and yeah see what uh you know get those chuckles on um we're kind of figuring out what we want to do with it how we want to release it uh monetize it um yeah there's a lot of moving parts but it's so funny i i I just have it's just so much going on right now the the move uh trying to edit this special uh trying to stay moving on tour and and do shows uh i'm also trying to write a new hour i've got most of it kind of written but man it it needs work i'm telling you um i mean my last hour i've been doing for years and that still needed work so imagine what this new shit is like so we've got a uh the new tour for 2023 is uh underway it'll be starting in i guess i'm announcing the 2023 tour it's gonna start on january 13th in glendale arizona at the ocotillo room Uh, i will be there for two shows friday and saturday guys so come check that out uh then i'll be at edelweiss in phoenix arizona we're gonna be at sarah's bullpen in 
Stafford, Arizona. We're going to be in uh, Chandler, Arizona at the Ginger Monkey on the 19th. We've got dates all through uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but that is going to be Dees Casillas Garbage Tour uh, until the official uh, next hour is named, but I'm not going to release it yet. Uh, just We're just doing, we're calling it garbage for now because I'm just working this shit out, man. I've got all new jokes, uh, so I'm trying to transition that into the new set. Uh, so for the next few months, you're probably going to see a lot of a lot of old, a lot of new kind of mixed in and trying to get this new stuff up and running. Uh, if you thought the other stuff was weird, sometimes dark out of this world, man, this new stuff is it's just getting weirder. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, the garbage tour is underway starting January 13th in Arizona. Uh, so check it out, guys. Tickets are on sale. We've already selling some tickets for some of those shows, which is nice which is nice. Um, if you're listening to this today, it comes out uh, this next week, guys, or tonight, I will uh, be at Paddler's Ale House in Sandpoint, Idaho. Uh, I've got a corporate event for a bunch of people who make guns in southern Idaho tomorrow night, the 10th. That'll be fun. Um, it's so funny. They, they, these people reached out to me for this holiday party, and I, I, I will do holiday parties because they're a great moneymaker, but, man, they can be tough if you you know if you don't do stand-up comedy uh it is the christmas parties are tough because you're just you know you're usually in like a well-lit conference room looking like you're at a fucking uh uh like a like a god uh damn uh meeting for some pyramid scheme you know like someone's like hey this is uh the newest power bar that uh every like nutrigrain not nutrigrain what am i thinking the uh um amway shit you know like a nutra like nutra boost it'll get you three times of the amino acids that you need because you have too many or not enough of those you need a different amount than what you have you know you're you're always deficient and invited you're like man i didn't know i was supposed to have seven servings of plutonium a day uh, but i guess i don't get enough of that i need more of that like you know you're in like a well-lit conference room at a red lion in some shitty place and they always put you on right after they serve dinner it's just like clinking plates and people not paying attention there's families they want you to be clean and it's just they're they're not a lot of fun um you know i'll do them but yeah it's i hate to say i try not to because i try to because they're they're you know, they pay so well, but my God, it's work. But these people reached out to me and they're like, Hey, we, uh, uh we want to hire you for this Christmas party. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, what, what do you do? How many people are going to be there? What's this company? And like, have you seen, you know, and they're like, I'm like, do you want it to be clean? You know, I asked that question because people sometimes say we want it family friendly, which I don't want to do. Uh, and they're like, no, we <laughs> go, we make guns, and we want, looked you up on YouTube. We like what you do. We want, and I'm like, oh, God, if you saw my YouTube shit, you're going to, this is going to be fun. You guys are going to be a good time just fucking butt-chugging whiskey, cheap whiskey out of plastic bottles down by the river and bootlegging fucking heroin. Let's do this. So that that's going to be a good time. I should survive that. Then a uh, week after that, I'll be in Oregon, guys. I'll be in Clackamas at uh, Ruzzo's Retreat. It's a hard seltzer uh, brewery in Clackamas, Oregon. Then I'll be at Chehalem Valley in Newburgh, Oregon, the 13th. Uh, Seattle, Washington on the 14th. I don't know the name of that venue, but I'll be with Simon Kaufman. So look up Komodo Comedy. And then Oak Harbor 
uh, Washington on the 15th. Uh, if you are in Oak Harbor, that show is about sold out, guys. We've got a couple tickets left, so uh, get them while you can. And uh, then I'll be in uh, a Backwoods Bar, in Whiskey Bar in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho on the 16th. And uh, don't forget the Social Hour Comedy Showcase in Anaheim on the 15th. And also the Social Hour Comedy Showcase with uh, Jason Stewart on the 16th that's gonna be a good one that's the one you're gonna want to go see check that out guys uh all right that's enough for the commercials let's get back into what i've been doing again i've been on the road uh, i was in california recently that was interesting uh it's always weird going back to california you know growing up there and uh going back it's it's never I was all over Southern California from San Diego to Ventura County, so all through Orange County, L.A., and man, L.A. has turned into just a colossal shithole. I mean, I was down there in the warehouse district, and if you're not aware, that's right in Skid Row, and I mean, it is just, there's whole blocks of just rows of homeless people on the street and I mean like literally they have created their own community where they have like they have structures with like load bearing walls <laughs> have their own like mail delivery system and shit it's so wild and and I, I get it there's a, there's an epidemic I'm not blaming them necessarily um I think LA and California as a whole has done jack shit to help them. They're just enabling them by just allowing them to do this. I'm not saying, you know, sweep them up and take them to jail, but, you know, also just letting them bivouac on the street is not helping them or helping your community, you know? And the people who fucking have businesses there just getting run out of business uh, can't do shit because they've got, you know, people don't want to come to your business because there's just people, it's just humanity fucking passed out all across the sidewalk. Um, <laughs> but California is so weird. It's LA's like this, the girl who was hot in high school and now she's like 45, 50 years old. She's had like three kids from four different guys, you know, smokes a pack of Virginia Slims every day, cigarettes. You're like, they don't even make those anymore. Where do you get those? You know, to fucking overdo on her implants, one sagging lower than the other. One's half popped out. You're like, oh, God, you got to. You know, cheap dye job. Just, just it seems nice on the surface, but the closer you get, like this is, this is rough. Um, <laughs> my, uh, oh fuck, this is the story I wanted to tell you. The the craziest thing that happened. This is I, I need to know if I was the asshole in this story, guys. So I was in uh, I was in California. Like I said, I was in. This was in San Diego, actually. I'd been drive. I drove from L.A. to San Diego one day. And I was drinking, I drink soda water, like lots of soda water. So I had a can, empty can. And I walk into this Staples, the national, yeah, Staples, the, the chain, the chain of national office supply stores, the international chain of uh, office supply stores, Staples. And I walk in. And I'm holding a can of soda water, empty can. And I, I brought it in because I thought there'd be like a public trash can outside by the door. You know, these big strip malls usually have that. There wasn't one. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I take it inside. I mean, keep in mind, this is a single 12-ounce empty can of soda water. And I asked the associate, as she's standing right at the door, as I come in, I'm like, hey, do you have a, do you have a trash can? And she goes, we don't. 
I'm like, you, you, you don't have a trash can in this entire building. You don't have a trash can. She's like, yeah, no, no trash cans. And I'm like, the national office supply chain store doesn't have a single trash can in this entire building. What do you do with your trash? She's like, nah, we don't, we don't have one. Um, and then she had the audacity. This bitch had the audacity to point. She points out the door across the parking lot. And she goes, you see, she's sending me on a mission now. She's, she's like sending me like she's Queen Ferdinand, like sending me on a fucking across the seas. Like, you know, if you go across the parking lot here, there's a Del Taco. She goes, I bet they probably have a trash can. And I go, fucking yeah, I'm sure they do. I guarantee they do. Their whole menu is a fucking trash can. Of course they have a trash can. They're a business. No business doesn't have a trash can. And I go, you, and, and then I look around, and I, I can see one. Literally under the counter, I'm looking at a trash can. I'm like, you, so you don't have a single trash can in here? She goes, nope, doubles, triples down. I go, what about that one? Right there. And I point at it. I'm five feet away from it. She goes, oh, yeah. We don't have a trash can for customers, just associates. I'm like, just associates? You don't need, so this, this can. I'm like, I go, and I go, that's crazy. And she goes, well, the problem is, this is, the, this is the dumb answer that every fucking minimum wage fucking piece of shit asshole. Anyone, these people, okay, let me say this. I think we should pay people better in this country. But I think people need to work harder, too, in this country, because uh, if you it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing. I get people don't work very hard because they don't maybe get paid at what they feel they're worth. But also a lot of people, you're overvaluing what you're worth. I'm here to tell you. Uh, and this is one of those people, these people that get this like they have this modicum of power. So they yield. They like fucking lord it over you because it's the only time they ever get to tell anyone no and be in control in their pitiful little fucking shitbag lives. And this lady, and, and I go, uh, sh this is the stu same stupid answer every fucking minimum wage dipshit gives you when you ask them something. They go, she goes, well, if I let you, you know, if I let you throw it away, use our trash can, then I'd have to let everyone No, we're still recording. I just want you to soak that in, what she said. She goes, if I let you use this trash can, I would have to let everyone. And I just look at her and I go, there's no one else in this store. I go, no, you don't. No, you don't. There's no one else in this store. What do you think's going to happen? Do you think I'm going to live tweet this, like fucking live stream this on Instagram and be like, quick, everyone, get down to Staples and Escondido. They're letting you throw anything away. They told me yes, so they definitely legally have to say yes to you too. I'd be like, bring your Christmas tree from last year, that old sofa you've been trying to dispose of. Like, she's going to say I can throw away this trash can. I'll be like, gotcha, bitch, and back up a Brinks truck and just a comical amount of trash is just going to start pouring out of this thing through the front door. No, it's a can of soda water that I just want to throw away. That's it. So finally, I'm like, this is insane. I go, you're an insane person. And I just put it down on the counter on top of the counter right above where the trash can was. I just started walking away and she goes, sir, you're just going to leave your trash there? I'm like, maybe an associate that has access to this exclusive fucking associate only trash can could find a way to put it three inches below in that goddamn trash can. And I just walked away. Am I the asshole in that situation? 
or are they just a fucking dumb pieces of shit uh, maybe a little of both, but I think it's mostly them. Oh, my God. This is these fucking, these people. I don't know what we did in this country. Again, people don't understand. Like I, like I said, we, we need to pay people better for jobs they have. But also, do, don't be a, such a piece of shit in your fucking job. If you're a piece of shit in your job, you're not going to get access. I, we get it. You think you're fucking the next Quentin Tarantino should be directing a movie. But, dude, you can't even direct traffic at a goddamn fucking parking lot you're an attendant at. Fucking, you got to show some goddamn initiative. Be able to do menial jobs, Okay. You can't be above shit. You got to work your way up. You got to fucking figure it out. But no, these goddamn assholes just want to be immediately. So they just think they're like, I'm better than this. So I don't need this. And I should be getting paid more. And like, not nah, it. You got to kind of work. You got to learn how to work. That's what minimum wage jobs are for, for you to learn some goddamn work ethic, figure out what you want to do and go apply that to a better job. Okay. I made Mexican with a GED. You grew up in the fucking ghetto that had uh, dropped out of school and moved out of my parents' house at 15 years old, middle of eighth grade. And I somehow managed to create my own company, career, pay, pay my own path, and do all that shit without any help. If I can do it, believe me, anyone can fucking do it, guys. <laughs> like, the, I had this other experience with this goddamn security guard. They went to the LA Comic Con and I was trying to find the security office um, to ask him some questions. And the security there was a security guard upstairs and he goes you go downstairs it's around the corner it's on the is outside on the corner of pico and convention boulevard and i go okay i go out there and i'm trying to find it and i see this as security guard and i ask him i go hey is there a security office down here on the corner outside and he goes no i go there's not he goes no i go there's not one out here on like pico and convention right outside here just up here on the left and he goes Nope, there's not. I go, really? I go, well, the guard, the security guard upstairs sent me down here because they said there was one. And this guy goes, oh, well, maybe. I actually don't know. I'm just hired for the day for this convention, so I don't really know if there's a security office around here or not. There might be. And I go, what the fuck are you saying? You were so confident a second ago with your no. A second ago, you are like, absolutely not, never couldn't happen in a million years and now you're like well maybe i have no fucking clue there's nothing wrong with saying no with being wrong not knowing what's going on these goddamn idiots <sighs> okay okay we'll move on we'll move on guys anyway it's been fun california was fun the shows were great thank you to everyone that came out um and uh it looks like we're gonna have some more shows in san diego on a regular basis so keep your eyes peeled for that mm. All right, guys. Um, moving on, let's talk about what's going on in the news. Big news. Uh, Brittany Griner's coming home. Uh, we traded the Merchant of Death for her, which is the coolest nickname in the world. I don't know what team he played for, uh, but uh, must have been pretty fucking good, I assume. <laughs> it's funny. Everyone's talking shit about this. You know, obviously, this like international Russian arms dealer that we traded for Brittany Griner. Uh, and it's like, uh, I'm just like, hey, this is a historic day for America and Brittany Griner because this is the first time a WNBA trade has ever made headlines. <laughs> no one has ever given a shit before this. Um, it's so funny, though, because like I, we, I talked about this before on the show. But the, the craziest thing to me about this whole thing is that 
people have made it a, a into a racial issue and like, oh, you don't care about her because she's black. It's because she's black that you think we should have traded for the, you know, this. There's this uh, military, like Marine guy that's been in custody in Russia for two years. He got caught spying for America and we took her over him. And, you know, so when, you know, people, when people complain about that, they're like, oh, you're doing that because she's black. You don't care about a black life. And, you know, when people were like, ah, you know, leave her, let her rot. You know, people were, ah, oh, you don't like her. You don't like her because she's black. And, and I'm not going to deny there's a certain percentage of that for sure. Uh, absolutely, there is a certain percentage of that. And then there's the whole dumb thing that she kneeled during the goddamn national anthem or kind of stood against uh, the national anthem or talked some shit about America, which, fine, I'm fucking great. I don't give a shit. You know, if you want to... I, I hate these fucking idiots that think that kneeling for the national anthem is like a goddamn uh, crime that means that you should be, uh, you know, drawn and quartered and hung or goddamn, you know, assassinated because you didn't stand for the national anthem go fuck yourselves you know any every military guy it's always the dude the douchebags you know we've got like the oakley shades and do the fucking selfie uh let me tell you something with their backwards hat and their truck videos you know like sitting in their driver's seat of their truck oh, let me let me tell you about something i got something to say like get the fuck out of here you piece of shit you know, and they, they're always the guy that's like too scared to be a cop or too scared to actually join the military or too dumb. So they just like, you know, wear some camo and get a gun and pretend like they're fucking some goddamn vigilante uh, and they, they're doing their part. Like, oh, I'm fucking a patriot. It's like, no, you're a pussy piece of shit that didn't have the balls to go actually serve your country. But you still want to fucking complain about freedom and tell people what they sh how they should live their goddamn lives. Go fuck yourself. It's always those pieces of shit that complain that people are not standing for the national anthem. People, they, the, the real military guys will always say, every single one I've ever talked to has basically echoed the same sentiment of like, I don't necessarily have to like it if they stand or don't. Um, a lot of them just don't give a shit if you stand or not. But they're like, I did fight for their right to choose whether they stand or not for the national anthem. And here's the thing, you can you can stand for the national anthem and still not or you can you can kneel for the national anthem and still not hate America um, or still not be uh, it doesn't mean you're not a patriot. You can it's just a recognize it's recognizing that there are inequalities and problems in America. And anyone who is so blind it would say that there's none uh, you know, it's obviously just you're you're intellectually dishonest if you can look at this situation. Be like, there's no inequality, everything's fine. There's no racism and blah blah blah. And I mean, to the extent of systematic racism, that's a fucking can of worms we could open up on another show. I don't think it's near as racist as uh, people say, but there's definitely a lot of racism um, and inequalities and white privilege does exist. Uh, you know, and people always be like, oh, you know, those poor Virginia coal miners. I'm like, yeah, poor isn't poor isn't the only marker for uh, white privilege. You know, there's it's <laughs> literally uh, statistically proven, you know, if those people were convicted of a crime, uh, the same crime as a person of color, the sentence is 
statistically like fucking, I don't know, it's like 30 to 50% uh, less time, you know? I mean, it's it's crazy. So there, there, there is problems. But like, you know, kneel, don't kneel, whatever. You talk shit about America. It's, you're right, there's problems. You should be able to, it's not perfect. You should be able to talk about it and voice your opinion. It's how we fix things. You know, sometimes they don't always do it the right way. I don't always agree with the way people do it, but that's, you know, fucking, who am I just, you know, it's not for me to say. So, um, but people make this into a race issue with Brittany Griner. I'm not, I don't think that's what it was. You know, I think the, my, my main thing with it was that America would not do this for anyone else. They wouldn't trade people if you, if it were you or me, but because this person is a pretty good basketball player, uh, uh, she is important enough for us to trade for. And I think that's fucking insane because you know why because just because she's good at basketball she's worth trading for it's just optics that's the thing of it it looks good you know nobody cares if we get a marine back or not you know but he put his life on the line literally for this country and he's still rotting over there and that's fucking bullshit and i'm you don't come at me with this like why can't it be both it certainly can be i'm not saying we shouldn't have made steps to get britney griner back we absolutely should always try to get any citizen of America back from any country who's holding them hostage. A hundred percent. But we do have to consider what we're doing when we do that and working big to small. And to me, a guy who was in the armed forces and was sent to spy on Russia and is caught and still in prison, that is, and has been there longer than Brittany Griner is infinitely more important than her uh, and the, the optics of that are just bad. Nobody cares about that. It doesn't look as good. It looks better to save this high-profile person. And again, for what? Why? You know? Because she's pretty good at basketball. That's fucking bullshit. You know? That's the... they Again, they wouldn't... They would not give a shit if you or me or any normal person committed a crime in Russia and then we got arrested and they wanted to put us in jail for 10 years. You know? And again, Russia just did this, uh, you know, it was an optics thing for Russia. It was a power play. They had a chance to uh, steal someone of note, steal someone that people would complain about. Um, You know, it certainly helped that it was a person of color, too. If it's a white person, you know, I think there's less, there's, it's a a different outrage if it's a white person. Um, For better or worse, I'm not saying, I'm just saying it's different, you know. The optics of, uh, of from America's standpoint of we'll say saving a black woman athlete is much better than a lot of other scenarios fill in the blank of their demographics um you know which is shitty it's uh, not not shitty that again not shitty that we got her back um but shitty that we still separate so much and divide and, and, and put people in categories, put value on them based on certain things. I mean, cause again, the funny thing is they like America doesn't value black women. Like they value other things, but the optics of that they value, which seems fucking nuts to me. It's just a weird, you know, it's a weird viewpoint. Um, but I honestly, like at the end of the day, also like she did commit a crime there 
um, in yes, Russia probably uh, slapped her on the not slapped her on the wrist, but went at her too hard because they knew it would affect us. We're in a cold war with Russia, so they knew it would hurt us. They knew we would do something about it. They knew it was something of value. Um, and realistically, I'm not saying we shouldn't have done something to get her back. But releasing a, uh, an international arms dealer, the Merchant of Death, to get uh, her back, I think was a horrible idea. Realistically, that doesn't make sense, you know? Uh, that's for not, not, nothing against Brittany, but my God, think about the whole world, how that could affect them. How many people that could affect across the world, an international arms dealer getting released and what he, the damage he could do uh, to hundreds of thousands of people potentially across the world. Um, it's sad that we have to look at it that way, but man, you got to look, you got to weigh it out and it doesn't make sense. So I'm glad Brittany is home. I'm glad this is over. I'm glad people stop talking about the WNBA because it sucks. Uh, fuck you. Don't, you don't know. Name three teams, name up, name two players besides Brittany Kreiner who won the championship last year. Who was the MVP? Name a coach. Exactly. You don't know shit. Um, so it's a difficult situation, but like, man, people just, it's the disingenuous nature of this all is fucking insane. You know, people just want to, it's, it's so hollow and I, I really am tired. despise that in this country, you know, it's like, it's like this whole Kyrie Irving thing. I think we talked about this before too, how, you know, he was suspended and I mean he's back now but they wouldn't you know Nike dropped him all this shit they wouldn't let him play had to do all this stuff before they let him back in and it's like dude he shared a link to a video that's it he shared a link to a video that to this day Amazon Prime is still selling on their platform no one's mad at Amazon Prime for selling it for platforming as people say this fucking program but because Kyrie Irving shares a link to it he's in trouble um it's fucking absurd, you know, and especially the NBA getting mad when they literally turn a blind eye to genocide, the Uyghur Muslim genocide in China. They turn a blind eye to, you know, the human rights fucking debacle that happens in China every day, slave labor to make their goddamn shoes. They don't give a shit. They don't care. Stop pretending like these people care, you know. It's like every fucking asshole that wants to virtue signal from their iPhone that's literally made from slave labor, you know. Go fuck yourselves. I'm, I'm tired of your goddamn virtuous shit. You thinking you're so fucking important and your cause is so important when you genuinely don't care. You just need people to know that you care. Ugh, God, I hate him. Um, speaking of hate, Kanye West has made the fucking... <laughs> this guy is uh, doing the damn thing. I like it. I'm with it. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with what he said, but my God, he's going for it, man. I like this because it's not even, you know, there's there's like fuck you money where there's like, I can do what I want. Fuck you, you know. Then there's like fuck me money where I have so much money, I can do things that fuck me over. And that's where Kanye West is. He's out there. Uh, when you're on Infowars with Alex Jones and you're making him blush, you're making him reconsider things. You know, he's look sounds like the voice of reason. It's fucking in sane that is a crazy place to be and he has absolutely gone off the rails the thing is it's like dude, I, I thought kanye west sucked since graduation his third album i fucking bailed on kanye after that it was he was just sold on himself he was obviously had some mental illness too many fucking problems and the music was terrible and now he's out there just hate the jews and fucking hitler wasn't a bad guy and um 
you know, it's so funny because like that interview with Alex Jones, in a sense, this is God. If anyone listens to this show, they're going to clip this up when I'm if I ever get famous, which obviously I won't. Uh, <laughs> but like there was a moment in that interview where I did, in a sense, understand what Kanye West was saying. <laughs> Hang in there with me, guys. <laughs> Not that Hitler is a good guy, you know, in the fucking especially overall if you aggregate everything he did, you know, I think it shakes out somewhere on the bad side of the ledger, you know, uh, definitely in the red. But uh, what he, I, there was a moment where he was making sense. There was some sanity in what Kanye was saying. What it was is that like, I think he's tired of absolutes. Um, and if I speak Kanye and crazy correctly, he's tired of these like, firm absolutes that in these stances people take and again it has to go back to what we were talking about with the virtue signaling and stuff like that where people take this hard stance against like you know fucking Kyrie Irving sharing this video he should be canceled he should be fired but then they're not willing to you know scale out and look at you know themselves and how they're again posting this from a phone literally made from slave labor how you know maybe there's context to what he's saying how there's you know again amazon prime still platforming that uh video things like that they don't they don't the amazon prime is profiting off that video like they don't think about things like that and what kanye was saying is like i he's like these are redeemable things about it not re- redeemable is a tough word when you talk about hitler but i think he's saying like not everyone is all bad all the time and not everything is absolute it's like even a guy like hitler who obviously deplorable and in you know bad at fucking real bad guy from what the history books say um did was you know did things was good at certain things you know um and that he obviously man the 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 metaphor Kanye went with was crazy and uh, you know it went off the rails and then it went into like talking about liking Nazis which just got a little nuts but there was a moment at microcosm in there a modicum of sanity where he it was like not everything is absolute not everything is all bad all the time there's redeemable facts about everything and and I get that and I like that concept and I wish that we could take that um but people just you know people take the worst of out of everything and then they just run with that. You know, it's, uh, um, we've just, I've said this before, but man, I've, I've, there's too many people I run into these days who every single thing someone says or does or everything they read, they hear everything they encounter in their life. Their initial reaction is always outrage. It's always finding the reason to be upset about that thing. It's not objectively looking at it and maybe understanding what someone said, you know? Um, and I think we need to, again, fucking, we need to pan out, look at the fucking bigger picture, take a moment, you know? Um, like I was talking about the other day about how their uh, people are all fucking wound up about the Donald Trump, was his a corporation of his was found guilty of tax fraud which okay great 
you know, first of all, it's a corporation he is owner in. He probably has no clue what this corporation does, has zero involvement in it. Um, and we're going to sit here and pretend that not every single corporation, if not every single person ever, fucking commits tax fraud every goddamn year. Everyone does. Certainly every single corporation. That's for goddamn sure. And I'm like, if you're going to, don't be so obtuse where you will tell me that like you're so excited about this and this is headlines for you and you have to fucking post about it on social media instead of you know post about pepsi doing it or nike or fucking walmart every they all do every single one but you are so emotionally invested in finding a reason to hate trump that you have to like a corporation that he's associated with was found guilty of tax fraud and this is happening at the same time that the pentagon just failed their fifth audit and can't account for like 32 21 no it's like 21 trillion dollars trillion with a t trillion and when i posted something about that people are like i'm like dude they're just distracting you with the wrong one or put a greater sign next to which one is more important and people are like why not both i'm like yeah it can be both that's not what we're saying i'm not saying you have to pick one or the other nor am i defending trump as a person or his corporation or tax fraud or anything although and you know, tax fraud's a thing we all deal with <laughs> pretty regularly. Uh, but like, yeah, dude, it's put it, which one is worse? And people are trying to justify why it was, you know, we should be more concerned about Trump, a corporation. Trump has some holding in committing tax fraud. I'm like, you are insane. You are an insane person. You're either stupid or you're a liar. I have to feel like that. Because if you truly believe that that is more important, that that is a bigger issue than the Pentagon losing $22 trillion of American taxpayer dollars. That affects all of us. Trump, a corporation he is part owner in, committing some tax fraud, doesn't really affect any of us. But people are so wound up in finding a reason to hate these people and be emotional, and they're, it's just like the optics again, like, oh, I have to fucking have to hate this guy because that's what we do. I can't look at big picture and actually what is really affecting them. And... Uh, we just need to fucking understand, you know, pan out a little, readjust our barometer, be able to look at things objectively for a second. Don't be like, I hate Trump. So I heard something related to his name that could be negative. So like, I'm in love with that pan out bigger. There's bigger issues, bigger problems, more we should deal with. Ugh. All right. That's, that's, I don't know. I, I can go on all day, but, uh, that's good. I think I think that's enough. Uh, all right, guys. Um, that is. Uh, I'm gonna get out of here for the day. I just wanted to give you guys an update on what's going on. Talk about some things. Uh, like I said, next few weeks are gonna be hectic. We might get you shows. We might not. But we'll be setting up a new studio in San Antonio, Texas. Um, setting the show back up. I've got. I've got some plans on how I want to kind of reboot. Not reboot because this show isn't over. But get it back on track. Um, I think we're going to get, you know, I'm going to try to get a producer and a news anchor back in, do the show weekly, get it back kind of how it used to be. Um, so, you know, if you're a longtime listener, we're going to get this show back to what it was before. Um, you know, some, you know, sometimes one-on-ones, but more of this studio stuff. Uh, it's been tough to do that with, you know, travel and uh, me moving. So getting people back in regularly, but we're going to do it soon. Uh, all right, guys, that's it. Uh, for me, go to dececomedy.com. Check out everything going on across the network. Live shows. Uh, the uh, Dece Casillas Garbage Tour starting again on the 
13th in Glendale, Arizona, Ocotillo Room. And then going from there with lots of dates on the calendar for 2023. So go to dececomedy.com, check out the calendar, everything going on. Uh, that's it, guys. I'm going to get out of here uh, for Social Art. I've been Deece. Thanks, and we will see you next week. Thank you.